by the fans for the fans covering all four major sports in the district of champions it's the dc crossover podcast with your hosts mike cerrone and ben simpson hello and welcome to another episode of dc crossover i am ben simpson. this is episode 143 Glad to have you with us. Be sure to follow us on all social media channels at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16 on Twitter. And hit us up on the talk, DC Crossover Podcast. Talk. Best place to be there. Yes, Mike is manning the talk, putting up clips here and there when our audio is actually working. Right. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you can follow us on there, like the videos, all that good stuff. Super Bowl hangover today here on Monday. The 13th, we're heading into, it goes from Super Bowl right into Valentine's Day. So it's like all the, and I, obviously plenty of women like football too, but for, for a lot of wives or girlfriends or whatever, it's like, all right, you just had to go deal with your, your boyfriend's you know, Super Bowl stuff, shenanigans, and now he gets to you know pay you back by taking you out to a nice dinner on, on, on Valentine's Day evening. I will say the, the going out on Valentine's Day itself, definitely a little overrated. Right. Uh, because it, it's going to be tough to get a reservation anywhere. It's going to be crowded. You're going to have couples all over the place. We did. Uh, we just did ours on Sunday. We did a little Valentine's oh. Day lunch. Went over to uh, Senor Tequila's, my favorite restaurant. It's been my favorite for like seven years now. Um, had a little tacos, chilangos, a couple margaritas, mm. some dip trio. Here's the move with the dip trio, Mike. So the dip trio typically is guacamole, queso, and beans, the way we always do it, we say, sub out the beans, give us another thing of queso. Uh, so you, it's two big old cups of queso, and uh, as well as some guac. Yeah, the margs are great. It was, it, was, it was our solid Valentine's Day celebratory meal there. We did it on Sunday. Nobody there. Sunday afternoon, like 11.30, 12 o'clock, it was great. It was, it was absolutely money. So we will not be going out tomorrow night. That is for sure. Um, but I know... You know, you obviously the big. Uh, you know, I know you've got big Valentine's Day plans tomorrow. I've heard uh, you've just been talking nonstop about this big surprise you got planned for your lovely lady, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm only saying that in case she was like listening. I, I don't. I don't know if she does anymore. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> yeah, none of them it's, do. It's none always of, like they, some of the women in our lives. They have a nice like listen to our content. They have a nice what like a ten episode stretch, and they're like, oh, I missed one. I'll I'll, I'll catch the next one or anything like that. Actually, the true sign of like your relationship progressing as it should is the fact that she doesn't listen anymore. That yes. means like you guys have been together long enough where she's like, okay, I know what I you're going to say. Your content anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so 
like you said, the whole entire uh, going out on the, that particular day is not anything. I mean, it's kind of like similar to birthdays, okay? Because you think about it, sure. birthdays, you know, when you go out for a birthday, typically people go out, uh, you know, because it's it's their birthday. But that's that's more of like a teenager type thing. Like, oh, it's your birthday. Let's go out for your birthday dinner, you know, right, and right. where you want to go. And uh, that's the biggest thing is because. Nowadays, you're like, all right, I got work tomorrow. I don't want to go out right now and have some drinks or something like that. I'd rather just wait until a Saturday or something like that. But the one thing that I do uh, get really irritated about is when people sit there and they're like, oh, it's my birthday week. Like, okay, what? How is it your birthday week? Like, because I've had people as an adult, it's embarrassing to do say and say those words. Birthday <laughs> week. It's a well, very it's because they use that excuse as, oh, I, I, it's my birthday week. You can't you can't get mad at me or you, you can't do this. You can't. It's like. Your birthday was six days ago. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? I mean, and for for me personally, it's like the birthday celebration. I'm not a big fan of that because, yes, I am sometimes obnoxious and loud and all that kind of stuff. And I get that part. But when it comes down to uh, like a birthday where everyone's like, all right, we're celebrating Mike's birthday or something like that. I'm like, no, please don't. Uh, you know, it's like I don't want especially back in the day when like Don Pablo used to bring that stupid sombrero out to you. Oh yeah, stuff. you know I, that's so funny that you say Don Pablo's because I literally said Don Pablo's yesterday. Yeah. I was talking about restaurants that like no longer are around anymore, and I was like, "Yeah, Don Pablo's," and like, "Yeah, that's so funny that you what a random what a random uh, coincidence yeah. there." Because yeah, that was that was back in the day. A lot of it, I feel like Mexican restaurants in particular love showcasing the birthdays. Oh, yeah. There's always there's always the big birthday song and stuff. Uh, but no, there's nothing more embarrassing than yeah being at a table of your friends and then suddenly you see like. The group of waiters and waitresses start walking yeah. over, and you're like, "Oh no, who told yeah. them?" And then they're coming up and they're clapping and they're doing their whole song, and everyone at the restaurant's like turning around, looking at you, <laughs> and it's 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 the worst. Well, the well, that's the that, that's the thing is, you know, when you have a birthday and you go out for that, there's always that one person in your group or your family that says like, "Oh, I'm gonna get them." You know, like, ah, like they start, they're the ones that are the most obnoxious when everyone comes over, like, "Oh, look, yeah. look, look!" You know, it's like. I don't want to see, like you said, the the wait staff over there grabbing a bin from like underneath the bar that has the sombrero and like a, like a maraca or something like that. Like once you see that, Never good. you go to the bathroom and you hide there for an hour. I mean, <laughs> no, you have to, you have to. And the only the I will say the only positive is when they come do that thing and. You get like a free piece of cake yeah. out of it. Like they bring, and then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. Yeah, right. sing the song while I stuff this in my mouth. That's 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 the only positive thing about but, that. I, I mean, that, that's say. the thing though. Is like, like I said, for me, you know, and like I said, typically, you know, they, they used to call me the icebreaker back in high school and stuff like that. Um, and that wasn't a, 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 a everyday type of uh, nickname, but they used to say that because I used to go out with friends when they were on like. I don't know, like a double date or they were in uh, cahoots with this one person that they really liked, something like that, and they wanted to impress them, but they weren't really that, I guess you could say, outgoing to the point where sure. they didn't want to be like that awkward person that's like sweating, even though we sweat all the time. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, they didn't want to be that one person that's sitting there like got the nervous sweats. So because they, they knew I could talk right. to anybody, so I would always talk to these people, you know, some, some of them who, which I didn't even know. And that's the thing is I would be talking to them kind of like lighten the air a little bit. But that's the problem, though, is like I was always that type of person. But now for like birthdays and stuff like that, I don't want people to ask me what my birthday wishes are 
or what, no. what my best thing was for this past year. I'm just not that type of person. I don't like sitting there and asking questions or answering questions about myself. I don't want to answer stuff like that. It just it just makes me awkward, and I'm just like, uh, you know, I would much rather not do this. I'd much rather do something more subtle. Oh yeah, no. Nowadays, birthdays are. I want to just sit on my couch. I want to have like a couple cold ones. Yep. So uh, I want to eat like there you go. I want to eat some some wings or pizza or whatever. Yep. I want to throw on a game or uh, you know my favorite show or movie or whatever and just relax. Like that's that's the birthday move now. And uh, as we get older and older, I think rather than I mean, there's nothing I would hate more than having to like stand in a crowded bar with no place <laughs> to sit and just like and getting a drink uh, once every like 45 minutes because the bar's so crowded. It's like there's just no. I'm the, past those it, days. It's horrible. I'm so it's past horrible. those days. Did you have any uh, bar experiences this past weekend? You always come in with some good bar stories. Yeah, so this weekend, um, uh, me and Jess actually took today off because it's the Super Bowl yesterday. Um, right. And we had some days, obviously, that we've accumulated over the past few years. Um, and we took some part-time off, I guess you could say, or PTO, or no, paid time off, or whatever. I, we don't take it. We don't take any days off, so that's the problem. Is uh, especially being a teacher, you never really get days off. Like you get like an hour and a half of time accumulated, like every week. It kind of sucks. Um, but right. Anyway, so we were like, hey, we're gonna go over to our buddy's house on Sunday for the Super Bowl. How about we go out to eat uh, on uh, Friday? So on Friday, we ended up going out to eat to this place. Uh, I think it was, it might have been in Reston. It was like some other part of Reston. I forgot. Uh, it was an Italian place. So we go out there. And all of a sudden, uh, we see these, th- these two people walking, this couple. And uh, I saw, I, you know, me and the lady made eye contact or whatever. And I just kind of like gave her a little nod or something. And then as they sat down in the booth behind us, it was kind of awkward because the restaurant wasn't that busy so we could hear their conversation and this guy and i and i specifically texted you this this was a 90 day fiance uh, i mean to a t this is this exact same thing could have been they could have had tv cameras there that were hidden and you would never know about it because literally this guy was asking questions about does this lady see guys typically and uh, what about her ex? Is he going to like me? Are your kids going to like oh, me? No. And started asking these weird questions like, hey, you, you better watch. <laughs> it was not Big Ed. It was not Big Ed. <laughs> I think you bring that picture up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like you literally look, and this guy was just asking all these questions. And, and she was – she had an accent. She was Hispanic. Um, sure. And, uh, and that's the thing is – he was asking. He was dominating ninety five percent of the topic. Like he would say, "Well, your ex is not going to like me because I'm white." And I was like, "Okay, here we go. Now we're going with something else." Oof. And then, and that's a heavy conversation. Yeah. And then she started like kind of getting a little testy. And he was like, uh, "Do you want more more wine?" And then she was like, "No." And then he's like, "Oh, come on, it's good wine. I'll I'll, I'll pay for it." And I'm like, "Okay." It, we oh, sat there no. for so, so he's loaded. We okay. sat there for an extra. 20 minutes just to listen to this conversation. And at one point he said, are you still cold? And she was like, no. He's like, oh, you don't want to scoot over towards me? And all this. It was was getting so so gosh, It was getting so. And then he he asked, like, do you think your kids will like me? And she said, no. And he said, well, why don't you think that? And then she started, like, kind of going to the spiel. And I couldn't really understand her. And then he was like, I'm sure they'll like me. Don't worry about it. I have money. 
And then I was like, okay. Oh, my and then, God. And then it, it, it was like – and it was seriously these type of questions where – and then he said like something about – uh, you need to like watch out. Your hair is gonna get in your soup or something like that, or in your your food. And then she was like, uh, like no, it's okay. And he was like, see your hair. Your hair is like an inch away from your food. Like you got to get it away from there. So she doesn't even like this. Guy. I don't. I, like, I don't even know. I'm trying to go back. So what, oh, I'm trying to go back and find some quotes. Oh no. Um, but it was just so weird because like the the whole entire conversation was more so them just kind of going back and forth about. Let's see. Uh, uh, that must be good. Okay. Um, then he's asking why did she marry her ex and uh, um, have your kids met him? And I'm just reading some of the quotes that we that we wrote down. Oh my god. So yeah, no, you might have stumbled into a 90 day fiance type scenario here. Like I, I think like that's what that sounds like. Is clearly the guy. You know, he's got money. He's trying to. You know. Uh, trying to appeal to her, she's not really that into it. But at the same time, it's like eh, you know, I'll be a ninety day fiance. You know, it's yeah. like, oh my. And, it's a, yeah. and there, there's there's another quote on here where uh, the guy literally said, or she said that her ex is her best friend. And and, oh, no. and, well, there's and, <laughs> and then I'm reading the quote right now, and it says he's like, well, there's a difference between best friend and friend. And she's like, well, he'll do anything for me. And then he was like, well, then why did you marry him and then divorce him? And they start going back and forth. And it's like, it was just a very, because we were just like on our, you know, the edge of our seats, just trying to listen to what this guy would basically throw down next to this lady. And I was just, I mean, it was just an awkward experience because I wish I could watch it happen, but listening to it, you just kind of, because at first I didn't even think that the person I made eye contact with was a part of this whole entire duo. But you right. thought about like, man, is, do you think she's good looking? Because I've watched some 90 Day Fiance in the past, and you know, you, like you said, you have Big Ed on there, and you have like these guys that that you know know how to rebuild a computer that are with some like dime. Uh, you know, it's like some yeah, weird, from, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's weird stuff. Yeah, man. it's it's usually not. It's not really usually a pairing that you would anticipate working. Oh, uh, there's no. a reason why it makes for entertaining television. But there is there are a few things better than being in that type of scenario where like you're there, you're overhearing the awkward conversation. It's not it's not like bothering you or infiltrating your scenario at all. You just get to sit there and witness it in a way and just like lose your mind about it. It is it is unbelievable. I mean, I've been there before with, um, you know, be I like I remember once I was at the airport eating like a pizza by myself or whatever, and I could overhear this guy on a phone call like literally having a deep, serious relationship call with like his girlfriend or something, like talking about like breaking up and like all this sort of stuff. And I was sitting there just chowing down on my pe- personal pan <laughs> pizza from Pizza Hut, right. just being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this guy's having this conversation right now in the, in, in public, like next to like." A complete stranger. People are so weird, man. Because like, people are wired differently. Like, I feel like you and I are wired in the same way. We're like, hey, you know, if we're ever in some sort of tiff or argument with our significant others, like, we're gonna try not to make it be in in public. You know, right, like you bring right, that stuff right. back home. And uh, but these people having that full blown, like, not necessarily argument, but clearly, like, this guy is just trying to appeal to her, and she's just not into it, not having it. First of all, saying your ex is your best friend, like that's just whoa, giant. I'll tell you, that ex doesn't think he's just your best (laughs) friend. I I think he thinks there's some more in store. Uh, Oh, but it was, but it was, it was the funny part was is that 
he said he looked at the waitress and said, uh, "Is there a way that we can share a glass of wine so it's not as much?" And she looked looked at him and said, "I mean, I can get you a glass of wine and you can pour it yourself, I guess." And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds great. What do you think?" And she kind of like didn't say anything, and it was like a seven second pause. And he was like, "Yeah, oh, we'll no. just go with that. We'll go with that." <laughs> like it was so, such a what? What does that even mean? So he's gonna get a glass of wine. And then they're going to hand her an empty glass, and it's like he can pour some of his wine yes. into her glass. Yes. I mean, for a guy who's loaded, it's like, why aren't you just getting two glasses of wine? Well, the best part was, well, no, they had wine before, but because what he was saying was kind of like oh, turning her okay. off a little bit, I guess, uh, she was like, I don't want any more. And then he was like, oh, we'll get uh, one more. So, Because I guess he tried to have one last-ditch effort of a half a glass of wine to woo her over. And then the waitress who was, who was, yeah, that always who was, yeah, who was helping them came over to us and started uh, helping us. And I looked over at her and I was like, interesting conversation over there. And she just like, kind of like looked at me, like kind of rolled her eyes. Like, Oh my God. Cause she, cause every time she passed them, she like, like looked at them. Like what's going on over here? Like what's the new sitch? Um, and it was right. just, it was just awkward. Like you said, like, so did you ever get a full look at this guy? Like, what, what, yes. like he had, he, 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 he had one of those, a nightmare. He, he had one. Yeah. Well, he had a button down on with a, what, what do you want to call one of those fuzzy vests? Uh, like the like the Patagonia or something like that, okay, um, okay. and uh, and then she was like in some I don't know uh, whatever dinner attire I guess you could say sure sure but sure. He, he you could see his voice though because his voice like at first when they first sat down they were talking about like his his lawsuit and his lawyers and all these different things oh and I'm sure she had no idea what the heck he was talking about yeah no um, interest whatsoever yeah because he's trying to talk about some sophisticated stuff about some some. I don't know, some lawsuit. She probably has no idea what lawsuit he's talking about. And then he starts talking about all these litigation things. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so uh, uh, do you think your kids are going to like me? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, it's uh, just. I, I love how he asked that and, and she said no. Yeah. Like, right, that right, is right. a wild response because it's like, I mean, normal a normal person just lies and says like yeah they'll probably like you like who says no right. like this i mean this is clearly a woman that does not did not want to be on that dinner date whatsoever it was very very awkward and luckily it was towards the end of our evening. i love that stuff so i sat there and i was finishing up my plate and then they were about to sit down so we sat there and we ordered another drink so we could listen and uh smart it, smart it would have been a little bit easier if i jotted down easier notes but i'm just trying to recall it from a couple, few days ago <laughs> but it was just, it no was but th- no but that is that i'm telling you that is my favorite one of my favorite things yeah. yep. is being in that exact scenario that you're describing where again it's not anybody doing anything crazy or like interfering with your meal or situation but it's just enough to provide you and the person you're with a little entertainment a little extra level of entertainment to be like oh my god is this happening right now <laughs> that is the most i i love it i There's love the difference it. between best it. friend and friend that's that's the, that's the moral is, of the story that if you take away one thing that that's the thing i want you all to take away today <laughs> uh let's hit up the rewind machine a chance to talk about the previous week in dc sports we'll start with the Washington Nationals, as the you know, sad news, of course, Ted Lerner passed away. There's the uh, post from the Washington Nationals. Um, there was uh, uh, Ryan Zimmerman uh, tweet, uh, had something on Instagram. You had Dan Colco tweet, Ted Lerner loved D.C. He loved sports. He loved winning. He hated losing. He helped bring baseball back to D.C. Helped use Nats Park to revitalize the Navy Yard community and helped bring a World Series to his city. Condolences to Lerner family from our boy uh, Dan Colco. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously sad news. I mean, this was 
was one of the guys that literally, again, brought the Nats to D.C., so we have the Lerner family to thank for that. The Lerner family likely will not own the Nats for, for much longer. I mean, the, the thinking is that somebody like uh, Ted or somebody else is going to buy this team, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then the other note, baseball news, of course, spring training games start uh, on the 26th, so it's coming up. And then one other baseball note I did see MLB announced today. They, they announced these new rules for position player pitching, uh, and we'll get to those a little bit later. Let's hit up uh, Washington Capitals, Mike. Only a couple games for the Cap Pack this week. Uh, Boston and San Jose. Moving on to the Washington Capitals. Obviously, since the All-Star break, they have had two games. As has been said, they beat Boston 2-1 to one on Saturday, so that's a really good win against one of the top three teams in the entire NHL. 2-1 to one on Saturday, halfway in Backstrom with goals. Darcy Kemper came out firing with 27 saves and a 96 save percentage. But then, the very next day, they lost to San Jose, the Sharks, 4-1. to one. So, not the best because you would expect, hey, we won against Boston. Let's go out there and take care of business against the Sharks. Uh, but it's okay. One and one, we'll take it. Kuz scores the only lone goal for the Caps. Caps are now with 62 points. First wild card spot, one point up on the Pens from Pittsburgh. Moving on to the Washington Wizards. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch those Caps and Pens kind of battle for the positioning in that wild card. I mean, uh, every week when we're on the show reporting kind of where the Caps are, it's always like they're one point up on Pittsburgh or they're two or they're three, and then it goes back down to one. And so we'll see if, if the Pens end up overtaking them or vice versa. I mean, or if the Caps are able to sneak up you know, into a non-wildcard spot. We'll see. The Wizards, 26-29, and 29, ninth in the Eastern Conference. They did move up a spot since last week. Uh, had a 2-1 and one week. They lost to Cleveland on Monday, 114-91. They got smoked all five Cleveland starters were in double figures by halftime, uh, so that was a rough one. And then on Wednesday, a nice win for the Wiz kids at home, beating the Hornets 118-104. KP, 37 points, hit eight threes in this one. Denny with 20, Beal with 17 and 10. And then Saturday, the Wizards had probably one of their best games of the season. 80 points in the first half is nuts. Uh, they beat the Pacers 127-113. They shot 70% from the field through the first three quarters. That is does does not happen often in, in basketball. And uh, the Wizards were able to capitalize on a hot shooting at night. That's one of those nights where the basket just kind of – where that – rim just seems way bigger than it actually is because everything you're throwing up is going in um the whiz kids a lot of guys on their on their game there beal 21 points kp with 17 as we move into a little football talk here with the super bowl of course being the other day um I will say not uh, for for the food side of things from from my end not a whole lot of excitement. I mean, we my big thing was the lunch that I talked about, the tacos and the chips and all that stuff. And since I went big for the lunch, I was like, I don't want to go too crazy for dinner because it's like I'm already fat enough. I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> right, right. I can't go nuts here. So I kept it relatively light. I be, I did w- the move that I've been doing like every weekend now, and that's just getting a little Wawa in. I'll order some Wawa sa- subs, uh, some hoagies. Uh, and then, you know, you buy some chips and little candy and, uh, you know, some drinks. And, I mean, it wasn't too bad. Did a little chicken, uh, chicken hoagie, whatever. 
Um, so it was not the exciting, like, oh, here's my uh, wings and my pizza and all that sort of stuff, because it, ju- it was just me and Abby. Um, so nothing too crazy for my Super Bowl spread. But, hey, there's always next year. Maybe next year I'll throw a big party. We'll see. So the one gripe that I have about the Super Bowl and food itself is that some people are just oblivious. I'm sorry. I mean, sure. literally when I say oblivious, people – so I went over – Here's a little uh, little quick story. So I went over to my buddy's house. We did the same thing last year. And I mentioned that to you last week. Uh, we went, sure. went over there, and someone said, and I'm not going to say any names. Uh, they don't listen to the podcast anyway, so who cares? Um, but they said, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to bring Peruvian chicken. And I was like, what? Okay. And they said Peruvian chicken. Yeah, and I'm going to get some yuca, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, um, yeah. I will say I like Peruvian chicken and yuca, but I would not bring it to a Super Bowl party. I, I, think I might have had yuca one time before. It sounds familiar, but I, I, I it kind of tastes like French fries. Okay, honestly. well, like when it's done right. <laughs> well, then they ended up saying that I'm gonna get, uh, I don't know, plantains, and then I'm gonna get uh, beans. And I'm like, okay, oh, no. see, this is this is not sound. This is not Super Bowl. So I, I, that's all I'm saying. No. And I started getting irritated, and my buddy, my buddy who was uh, kind of, <coughs> excuse me, was kind of in on it. He said. Well, why do you have an issue with it? You're not bringing it. I oh, said, yeah. because when you go to a Super Bowl party, it has to be a spread of food and finger foods. I can't be sitting there cutting up a chicken breast or something like that, <laughs> right, waiting right, for right. The, the, the quarter to end or something like that. I want buff dip. I want you know meatballs. I want something like that that you could literally stick a fork in, boom, eat, done, eat, done. Yeah, no, I, I'm fully with you on this. I will say, like, I... I the the some of the some of the food that you're talking about just does not seem especially the chicken side of things the chicken it's like this isn't you know thanksgiving meal here where i'm getting turkey and i'm cutting it up and i'm eating and sitting down at a table and we're eating a meal it's the tv's on we're watching the game it needs to be an an easy to put on the plate meal that you can easily eat wherever in the room it doesn't take much effort you can just pop things in your mouth yeah. like that is uh, i'm i'm 100% behind you so we ended up having so one person one of my best friends that i grew up with literally brought i think eight cookies and 10 brownies and i said what okay. what the hell is this? There are ten adults here. I mean, ten adults. You had like seven kids running around. Which this is a disaster. I, I'm not a huge. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna say I hate kids or anything like that. But when you are a sure, teacher sure, but, of elementary school and yeah. you deal with kids every single day, sneezing. Oh yeah, and, it gets and, old. And, and and asking you a million questions. Sorry, I don't want to be at a Super Bowl on a weekend having kids running no, around get- throwing you know dolls at you. Um. So. That's my biggest thing is luckily the kids stayed downstairs for the most part, which is awesome uh, down the basement. But the- yeah, you got to have to if, if this is a party uh, and, and this is advice for anybody that's throwing Super Bowl parties and things like that. Look, like you got to have the right house or place to oh, do yeah. it. If you don't have a, a especially if it's a situation where there are a lot of kids coming, there has to be another floor <laughs> for them to be on. Because, no, it's so but true. It is, it like, is. You, you cannot have. A giant group of kids running around where all the adults are trying to watch the game because it will just be the most maddening thing in the right. world. Like there, there has to be a play area. There has to be another floor, another room somewhere for the kids to go because obviously they don't care about the game whatsoever. Right. They're kids. They're they're trying to have fun. So like there has to be another place for them. And if you don't have a place that has the size for that, then don't throw the right. party at your place. So, so <laughs> luckily this year they they added another kid or two. 
but then they ended up going down the basement this year, which is thank God. Because last year, you know, we were trying to watch the whole entire Super Bowl halftime show, and the kids were screaming and hollering, and I was like, anyone else hear it? Uh, you know, it's like it's, it was so loud. Oh, <laughs> it, was, oh, it was miserable. But then, so going back to the food, the guy that was going to bring this chicken, okay, he brought this. He he said like, and he was blowing up the text message thread with no one responding back to him. By the way, so he said the Peruvian chicken place was closed. So I started laughing because I was like, all right, so you had this whole entire idea of doing this, and the place isn't even open. And you didn't even look into yeah. it. There yeah. was like no planning, which I don't with this with this oh, particular no. person. I don't I don't I don't hold them to a high standard when it comes sure. to stuff like that. And all sure. of a sudden, they said, "Oh, I'm going to bring mac and cheese and uh, what was it? Mac and cheese and Popeyes." So they said, "I'm going to get the Popeyes." Which, by the way, the mac and cheese they never showed up. Um, and, uh, and and last year he brought mac and cheese and it wasn't even cooked. He had to throw it in the oven. I'm like, okay, this is like, I mean, the, the planning of this person. So then all of a sudden, he brings Popeyes. But he said in the text message thread. That on at eleven o'clock, he said, "I'm picking it up now, and I'm going to put it in the oven to keep it warm until game time." First of all, whoa, wait, 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 <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. yeah, I know exactly. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me ask some questions. Okay. Here. So this was at eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Now let's again let's let's point out the fact that the Super Bowl does not typically kick off until maybe about six forty-five ish. Coverage is going throughout the day, but the game itself not till around six forty-five. So his plan was to get the chicken at like 11, 11.30 in the morning, leave it in the oven for seven hours. <laughs> yes. And then somehow have it taste good for eating it at 6.30. Now, let's remember a couple of things. One, if you heat something for seven hours, it is going to be dry. It is going to dry it out completely. Mm-hmm. And it is no longer going to have any sort of juiciness whatsoever. You are better off refrigerating the chicken and then just reheating it later on. <laughs> it still may dry it out a bit, but it's going to be better than leaving something in the oven for seven hours. Yep. Just doesn't make any sense at all. Put, put it this way. I don't really converse with this person anymore for the most part. Sure. Um, I would hope so. Not after this. <laughs> yeah, it's a you're final about. straw. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep coughing now. Um, but that's the funny thing is that when I saw that text message of I'm going to put it in the oven f- uh, until game time and the text message was sent at 1130 and I found out later that he told someone he went to go get the Popeyes early because he thought it was going to be busy, which is a totally bogus excuse because you could have easily gone at 430. Four o'clock. Yeah. Four o'clock. 430. You could have. I, I I can guarantee you would have been able to go get Popeyes at four thirty because you know what everyone else was getting Popeyes six o'clock for the game <laughs> at six thirty right, right and that's the funny thing is that he he brought it there and again like I said no mac and cheese to be served uh, and then all of a sudden uh, no one in the entire place touched that Popeyes because uh, as uh, I, I was you know pointed to uh, earlier today. That when someone else told me um, that, oh, yeah, it looked like it was just thrown back in the box. They must have put it on a tray, thrown it in the oven, and then just thrown it back in the box. It was fries, nuggets, uh, you know, basically a bucket of chicken. I'm like, all right, this is – I don't know how much money was spent on this whole entire extravaganza. But to be that lazy and thinking, oh, I'm going to go and get a Popeye's spread and throw it in the oven for seven hours and not have any common sense that – 
that's going to be drier than the Sahara Desert? I don't know what you're thinking. And that's why when everyone got there, my buffalo chicken dip, Jess's for, uh, uh, chocolate strawberries, the pigs in a blanket that we brought, all the stuff that we brought was picked through and pretty much done. But that they that yeah, of those, those, those that you could you could rebuild an entire chicken with what what chicken was left. You could literally get what a disaster. I mean, <laughs> this is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. I mean, to think like uh, it went from Peruvian chicken to seven hour uh, oven uh, blasted Popeyes yep. to ten cookies that somebody brought. I mean, this is this sounds like. It sounds like you guys basically saved the Super Bowl party because if you guys had not brought that food, what would have people been eating? They, I mean, it's like there's only so many cookies to go around right. here. Right. That is, and, and that's the problem is that so is, is that I I specifically told uh, my buddy that was hosting that his his wife ended up making some meatballs and he also bought beer and stuff like that uh, and, sure. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the difference was is that you know. It, I feel like whenever we go somewhere, first of all, Jess always always does her thing in the kitchen where she makes this or that or, or, or all that all the different type of things. Um, and, uh, and I just think that it's kind of funny because when we take stuff over there, now it's not the problem is it's not even it's not even about showing up empty-handed. It's about showing up with something that would easily be served in the garbage. Because if you, <laughs> right. I'm not right. going to, like I said, I'm not going to, first of all, if you get like all these beans and all this other other crap, I'm not going to sit there and start eating it like a Thanksgiving meal. Like I'm here. There were, right. there were, I, right. mean, I made a plate. I put two or three meatballs on there, a couple little small pigs in a blanket. And then I put uh, a couple scoops, a couple healthy scoops of buff dip on there. And then I put some uh, celery on there and then I went to town and I was done in a matter of three minutes with all the stuff on my plate. Sorry, I wasn't sitting right. there. You know, trying to peel a chicken breast and and, and try, yeah. trying trying to get an extra glass of water because my mouth is so dry because I'm here eating a fry that was made by the morning crew at Popeyes. Well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> Popeye. The idea of Popeyes to a Super Bowl party, the idea is a solid idea. I mean, you bring a couple buckets of chicken in, stuff like that. Like that's not a bad idea. The execution is the issue. Where it was like. Buying the food so early, not buying like the right combination of stuff. Like all you, all they would have needed to do is go at five o'clock and look. Is it going to take a little bit longer? Probably, but it will be worth it when you show up to the Super Bowl party with two big old buckets of Popeyes chicken yep. that everybody can. It's nice and warm, and everybody wants to dip into it. That makes you a hero at the Super Bowl party. So that is. Uh, yeah, that is sad to hear. I mean, I it sounds like my like sad Wawa hoagie chicken sandwich was probably better than half the stuff that was at that party. I yeah, mean, that I is mean, a disaster. Like I said, there were certain things there that were good. Like I said, the buff dip. And sure. Everything. I mean, there was zero chocolate covered strawberries left, and she made at least what twenty and stuff like that. Right, so right. Everyone was going to town on the food that looked good and that was pretty much edible that you wouldn't serve to a llama. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I mean, you did your part. It was you ugh. guys did your part. That was that was the big yeah. thing, man. See, that's why I, I'm very curious to hear about everyone's kind of Super Bowl spreads. I, I, I from a couple of my friends, I had heard. I mean, one guy had a bunch of like Philly cheesesteaks. Okay. Uh, in honor of like you know the Eagles and stuff like that. Uh, and I didn't really hear too much about 
other parties for the most part. I mean, I, I but I, I want to. So feel free to let us know either uh, Twitter or, or TikTok or whatever at D, the DC Crossover Podcast. I, I want to get into our uh, ratings for the night as a whole. I got four categories here. I've got the game, I've got the commercials, the halftime show, and I've got the broadcast. We're going to give our grades here. Um, so A, B, C, A plus, blah, blah, blah. So the game itself, I will say, you know, Probably somewhere in the B range for me. Solid game. It was close throughout. There were a couple big moments here and there. Um, you know, obviously, anytime you get a game that's kind of going down to the wire and it ends, you know, on, on one team kicking a field goal for the go ahead in the last minute of play, like that, that makes for a good game. A lot of scoring, obviously. I know that didn't help you out with your bets, but at the same time, you got to like that from a fan perspective, uh, seeing a lot of scoring there. So I'm going to go just a flat B for the game because my the only reason why this wouldn't be in A territory for me would be uh, the fact, obviously, big crucial call at the end of the game. Right, Don't right. love that. Um there was still it was not a perfectly played game for from either side. Like we, we, we talked about it over text, like the Eagles obviously botched a lot of things in the second half. Uh, just the offense wasn't happening anymore. Um, there was no pass rush from their side of things. The Chiefs weren't perfect either. So that's why from a game perspective, I can't say like these two teams were perfect or anything. So that's why I'm gonna go right down solid B for me. I would have to say the exact same grade, mainly for the sole fact, as you mentioned, the last thing that you said, which was these two teams were playing pretty much how they played all season in the first half and the second half. It just, yeah. it just, you know, I mean, S the bet. I mean, literally when you're looking at it, it doesn't make any sense because the second half, the Eagles defense could basically be considered scarecrows in the entire second half because they couldn't stop the chiefs to save their life. And I think honestly, Pat Mahomes, I think he was embellishing that whole entire ankle thing because the dude was like, you know, he had a whole entire high ankle sprain two weeks ago, and yeah, sure, it healed a little bit, and then that hit, he looked like he was about to chop off his leg and all this kind of stuff, and all of a sudden, like, the second half, he, like, ran, like, five times, and one of them, he was running away from defenders. Like, it makes zero sense how you can sit there and, sure. and act like that, but I don't know. I guess he's trying to make a good story for the Super Bowl. But overall, the second half was just a, a pain in the ass, honestly, for me, because I needed the Eagles to win for my bets, and uh, they just they couldn't they literally couldn't stop a peewee football team in that second half. And yes, obviously the Chiefs are yeah. good, but when it comes down to it, you have to be able to stop a team in the second half. Yes, they make adjustments, but if you're this super great defense, you can't let literally. 24 points in the second half of the Super Bowl happened. I mean, that's just that's just terrible. And they didn't record one sack. One sack. And they were one of the top sacks teams in the entire NFL history. And they couldn't record one sack in yeah. the NFL Super Bowl? That's terrible. No, that that was what was really disappointing. Is and Because and, part of my reason for picking them was like, hey, Eagles defense, they're going to be able to show up. They're going to put some pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes had a bad ankle and was able to just parade around the field all game long. Like with, uh, I mean, he was when when Pat Mahomes who has a bum ankle and he's able to run thirty yards on you, you're just not having a good day defensively. That's for sure. Um, so the game itself, we're both around the B range for the commercials side of things. Um, you know, uh, I, there this is an article that CNN put out as far as some of like the better commercials. 
just, I know for you it's probably tough because you're you're at a Super Bowl party. Right, it's right. tough to like, yeah. and there's so many things going on and conversations happening. You probably didn't get to tune in to a ton of these commercials. Um, you had, I mean, so and I agree with some of these being some of the better ones. You had this, the one of the 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 most kind of surprising ads of the night was this Dodge or the, the Ram ad where it was about premature electrification, where it was like all sexual, like. Uh, <laughs> Double entendres and like new. It's a pretty good ad for for anyone who who missed that one. It kind of came late in the game. I think it was in the fourth quarter. Um, probably because like that that way kids wouldn't really be watching because there's a lot of like yep. yeah kind of sexual references in that commercial. But it was funny. T-Mobile, the one with Bradley Cooper and his mom, that was pretty funny. Uh, you had Steve Martin and Ben Stiller show up for the Pepsi Zero Sugar ad, which was funny because Abby was literally drinking a Pepsi Zero Sugar while we were watching that. Um, you had the Breaking Bad reunion for the Pop Corners ad. Um, you had those dog ads where it's like, here's a whole dog's life. The one thing about the dog ad, there was one dog ad in particular where it was like the girl had this dog when she was like little, and then now she's a mom and has a kid, and the dog's still alive. It's like, <laughs> no chance. The dog's dead. The dog's been dead. That's a second dog. Um, Replacement. You had... You you had uh, the Kia commercial, I guess, where like yeah they lose they left the kid's binky at home and he's got to go home and go get it. Whatever, that wasn't that great. Uh, and then the the ones that were the losers of the night. Um, interesting. They 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 said that Miles Teller commercial is a loser. I mean, it was weird. It was like Miles Teller just dancing around. I don't know if you saw that one, but like I didn't see, think it was like that bad. Um, Doritos, DraftKings, shout out. Um, so yeah, I, but for me, I guess, uh, and I, I want to hear your thoughts is, um, it seems like the trend now, at least the past few years has just been a celebrity has to be in every single commercial right, that's right. out there for the Super Bowl. Cause it used to be more of a hidden trick. It was like, or hidden treat rather, where it was like, um, maybe like, two or three commercials during the Super Bowl, it would be suddenly like, oh, my God, there's you know a celebrity in the commercial, and it was kind of cool. It was like a new thing. Now, during the Super Bowl, you'd be hard-pressed to find any commercial that doesn't have a celebrity. They're all in there. Right. They're all getting paid a bunch of money to be on these commercials. That doesn't make it as special anymore. It's not as, as fun and interesting to see all these celebrities in every single Super Bowl commercial. So that's kind of boring. There were no, also no commercials that made me really be like, oh, man, I'm going to remember that one. Like when we have this conversation next year, I'm not going to be able to remember <laughs> any of these commercials from this year because they really didn't stand out. I'd probably give them like a C minus, honestly. Like they were all there. Were, there was a lot of them that were just fine. Like they were like, yeah, this is kind of funny. But it was n d definitely nothing blew me away this year at all. Right, and when you're looking back at older commercials uh, that really you remember, Doritos is always the I would say yeah, Doritos usually is it. usually a staple of when it comes to really really good shtick and stuff like that. I uh, was teaching the other day, and I told one of my classes, I said. Who's ready for the commercials? Anyone excited for those? Because obviously some kids don't really care about the game and so on and so forth, as you mentioned before. Um, and they were like, yeah, right. you know, I, I really want to see them and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, I remembered this one commercial that I said, uh, which was the Doritos, the guy at the gym. And it was like Crazy Jerry or something like that. And they're like, uh, why, why is your mouth, you know, orange? And the guy's like, oh, I found Doritos in Jerry's locker. He's never going to know. And they're like, wait, Crazy Jerry? And all of a sudden, or something like that. I don't know if you remember that one. And literally, they, they're, they're, yeah, that, that's starting to sound familiar. Yeah, and, and then the guy, then the guy is like, what, "What are you talking about?" And then all of a sudden, he looks over, and there's this guy in a Doritos costume that has Doritos. Like he looks like a samurai, and he's sitting there like this. 
see like that's the thing is like no commercials this year like made me laugh out loud like there was nothing this year that was like um that was hilarious like i'm i'm you know laughing like crazy for that i mean like in the past you'd have some of the iconic like uh like obviously budweiser and the clydesdales there would usually be something like that during the super bowl i mean the e-trade baby ads were like they used to be pretty <laughs> funny back in the day. Right, now yeah. it's like they bring them out every Super Bowl. Now they're not as interesting. Um, you go real old school and you get like the Joe Green commercial, like "Hey, here you go, kid" or whatever when he tosses him the thing. You you know, there's there's definitely um, there you know some there's been commercials in the past that were last year even you had I will say like one of my favorite commercials last year was the late Larry David ones with FTX. <laughs> where it was like all the ideas that like all the inventions and he was like, eh, I'm not into that. And, yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, uh right. which is funny now that FTX like, you know, is a total scam. But like uh but anyways, I feel like there was at least a few memorable commercials last year. This year it's like, man, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna remember at all. It was just if anything. It was just terrible so. because even when I was watching them, like at one point, because the best commercials are usually in the first half of the game because they're more expensive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They have more viewers, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. when I really saw nothing in the first, say, quarter and a half, I was like, this is going to be a dud. And that's the problem. Is yeah, that toast. There's just no – and and I guess – I don't know if you can consider it being, um, you know, in today's age where everything – everyone's getting canceled, this and this and that and that and all yeah, this Yeah, maybe they're stuff. nervous about trying and too hard. I, I don't like know. Like they're just like, oh, let's throw Shaq in this commercial – and you know and, and just go with it because i think the only commercial shack would really be funny in is those buick commercials where you know right. everyone's like you know you don't fit in that buick you know because the guy's seven yeah. foot three and the buick is seven <laughs> foot three long you know stuff like that so you just think about it and say i, I think people are just letting their creative genes you know stay in the closet because of the sole fact that they don't want to bring it out and then all of a sudden someone say like, oh, we're canceling, you know, CBS No, I think you have a like point that. there. Yeah. I think you have a point there because I think, I, th- I think they're not taking as many chances as maybe they used right. to. Even if it's like, hey, even if this doesn't work, like, you know, we're going to take a shot. Now it's all very, like, safe where it's like, all right, let's have Bradley Cooper and his mom talk about T-Mobile in an ad. It's like, all right. It was kind of cute and funny, but at the same time, it's like, this isn't. This isn't like groundbreaking here. Yeah. This isn't that interesting because used to be Super Bowl commercials were like this is a, the greatest commercials you'll see all year. We're going to be during the Super Bowl because it was like the best of the best of the best of the best. Um, and now we just don't really get that anymore. So uh, halftime show. Uh, as far as our thoughts there, I know we talked a little bit over text about it. Um, as as Rihanna obviously the the performance last night. Um, you know, I I I'm, I definitely. Uh, my opinion on it, especially my immediate reaction, wasn't necessarily like this was the greatest halftime show ever. Like the people that are saying that are just nuts to me. Um, right, right. But I will say the things that stood out to me were um, she did well. She does have a, a lot bigger list of hits, and she did not definitely didn't play them all that night. She did did still play a, a decent amount of. And as I got the the set list up here, um, I mean a, a lot of a lot of this list is absolute. You know, smash hits for sure. So she did hit a lot of these songs. The choreography was pretty cool. And look, I'm not a guy that sits around and talks about choreography, but like I will say, like I thought the dancers and all that sort of stuff, it looked pretty good on TV. It didn't look too like sometimes in the past it looks really weird. Like remember the weekend had like all those people that looked exactly like him <laughs> running around, and it was kind of like this is so weird. Yeah, yeah. Like 
I will say last night, while it, obviously they're in these white like jumpsuits with these masks, and I was like, man, if I had to wear that, I would have passed out because it's <laughs> like you know, like they're jumping around doing all this cardio, and they're wearing these like sweat <laughs> uh, sweatsuits. Um, but so I, I thought that they did pretty cool. They did a pretty good job. The, like the platforms up in the air kind of looked pretty cool. So I, I thought the show part was pretty solid. Rihanna herself didn't do anything super crazy. Like I would say, like like yeah, she was dancing around and stuff, but like there wasn't anything like super revolutionary or interesting. She just kind of moved around and sang the songs. Like she didn't do anything super different or interesting. Um, but I mean, obviously, she's probably lip syncing anyways. And then uh, you know the so I, that's why like looking back at it, I, I would probably give it somewhere in the like. B minus range now, where where maybe la- last night immediately after maybe I was more of a B plus. Now I'm probably a little bit more of a B minus um, because yeah, I just don't think it was that iconic that some people are describing it to be. I think people rush to say like this was the greatest thing ever before actually sitting down and realizing this wasn't the greatest thing ever. <laughs> My biggest gripe when it comes to any Super Bowl halftime show is a Number one, or I should say gripes. A, number one, they have to be relevant. You can't get some sure. some band from the 70s or 60s who are 90 years old up there trying to electrify a crowd. Because if you look at the demographic, you know, you're going to get more views if you have more relevant people. I mean, i.e. last year when you had Dr. Dre, Eminem, so on and so forth, Snoop Dogg, all of those people. Right, right, right. So definitely, I love Rihanna. I think Rihanna has a ton of great hits, and I think, honestly, a lot of the hits that she is featured on are better than her actual hits. Uh, that's just a personal sure. opinion, but I, I just don't get it. I mean, I think I'm on an island here, but I have read up on some people really having the same viewpoint as me that I just think it, was, it wasn't that great. I think the... You know, the mashup, some of them are good, but it's like when you start with uh, the the song that she started with, that's not even – I wouldn't even say that's one of her top five hits of herself. I, I agree. Just, I, I agree. I mean, everyone's saying like, oh, yeah, what is she going to start with? What's her, what's her going to be her hit song? Because everyone said it has to be a song that your 57-year-old mom or something like that or – grandmother's like oh yeah I, I think i've heard this song before yeah i, I remember this song yeah i don't know if you want your grandma singing this one. <laughs> <laughs> one she started with also remember like there was no build-up to the start of the performance it was literally like yeah. she's right there on camera and like it started yeah, like, look like I, I like i expected things to be like totally dark and maybe she like rises up out of the stage right. or like or like something crazy and it was like Nope, she's just right there. Yeah, she was on a platform at the time, so she was technically up in the air, but there was no like cool buildup at all. It was just literally like boom, Rihanna's there, fully lit up. She starts singing her song, yeah. and like so, yeah, it did. It didn't feel that special. To and me, you know, my number two would have to be you have to be extravagant to the point that oh. Katy Perry's riding a lion, not a real one, but obviously a lion or something like that, yeah. coming out in the field. You know, uh, Beyonce's marching down the field doing her thing. And, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake at one point was in the stands. Like, you think about certain right. things like that that make it. I mean, Lady Gaga, like, jumped down from, like, the roof or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah or right. Whatever for right. Her. Like, that was crazy. It, it, it's nuts because the Super Bowl halftime show has millions and millions of people watching it. So when you think about it, 
you don't think about like you said oh she's just standing there and she looks around like <laughs> i'm rihanna you know it's like okay like right. sweet that's awesome and then she starts out with a song that i think is not, don't get me wrong it's a good song but it's it i i, I mean it's not top five i, I don't think top it's top five, five if you, like, if you, if no, you, if, if you, you look at all her songs you you could have had and, and I'm just a normal Joe Schmo over here, but I think you could have had the stadium go black, and then all of a sudden you have like you know the, everyone's cameras are out and stuff like that. But then you could have had all of the lights uh, you know go on with that song, and it, and it, it yeah, would have been a yeah. huge build up because that song builds up. And you think about a couple of those songs could have worked. All the lights could have worked. It's just like diamonds could have worked. And I love. And I um, thought I had it in the back. I tried to call it too, saying that. Oh, I know. I, I know you must have thought that because they played a little bit of what's yeah. you know, what's my name, like uh, like leading into the start of the concert, and I was like, oh, Mike was oh, right. Man. But I can't, I can't believe I, I, it. I, I, I've had the same thought. I can't believe it, but I just think that for me, yes, okay, it was good and stuff like that. But like you said, I'm not going to remember it. I don't have uh, you know Eminem coming out there playing "Lose Yourself," you know, in Detroit or something like that. Because the biggest right, thing right. is, is yes, she's relevant, but. Also, and I'm not going to say anything about the pregnancy and all that stuff because, yes, she was pregnant and whatever. But it's like, yes, I understand that some people were kind of turned off that she was that she, you know she was pregnant and that she couldn't do a lot of things that maybe she wanted to do because you see her in music videos and different stuff like that, dancing and whatnot. But then she's sitting there doing a makeup ad deal and stuff like that that she was yeah. promoting. I'm like, all right, this is getting kind of weird. And it's just for me, like some people are like, oh, I kind of liked it. I liked it. I liked it. And then, like you said, there's those way off to the right people that are sitting there yeah, saying, oh, that's the best thing ever. Say, but it's like you can't. Yeah, that's that, that's <sighs> what you can't say. You can't say that was the best thing ever because I, I'm with you. There was no. Um, big risks from a like production standpoint similar to what we're saying about the commercials is like with the halftime show too it kind of felt the same thing where it was like there were no because look like people clown on katie perry but like she did do some crazy wild stuff in that performance like you said riding in on the tiger i mean yeah yeah rihanna should have had a couple of those sharks dancing next to her i think the best part about the show was randomly they had an overhead shot and the camera was zooming out and then all of a sudden, you just saw the random two dancers per platform sitting there just laying on the ground, thrusting up in the air. And I just, I yeah. lost it. I, it was the funniest part. Yeah, the choreography. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, the choreography was pretty crazy. And then here's uh, just a note from, from Pompliano talking about um, how, uh, you know, the, and, and I've, I've read, been reading these threads all week about how, again, obviously, Super Bowl performers don't get paid, but all but their, their albums will go, like, way up on the charts or they'll gain all these followers. And, like, for Rihanna, the same difference. I mean, 1.5 million Instagram followers in 24 hours. Uh, her her uh, searches for her beauty company went up a ton, and you know she's got her Apple Plus uh, documentary deal coming up as well. So it's like she's just fine. She didn't need the uh, the money from any sort of performance right. for that. Uh, so so we're on the same page there. And then we'll quickly we'll go broadcast team wise. Yeah, my my note to you. <clears throat> Uh, during the game was, and, and again, it's probably tough for you at a party to hear the broadcast, but Greg Olson, look, I like Greg Olson a lot. Yeah. I, I, I I think he does a good job. I think he is starting to surpass um, the hype that was around Romo for a while because Romo's just been getting crushed this season because he just has not been that good. Um, and so I think Olsen, I, well, here's here's what they needed. They need a better play-by-play guy in the mix. Look, I like Kevin Burkhart. He's like a third-tier play-by-play guy in the league for NFL. Like, he is not your big-game broadcaster. He's good. He's very boring. He's very plain. He's not going to give you anything that interesting. So they, if they had stuck a different play-by-play guy in there 
with Greg Olson, and I, obviously I know they can't really do this because everyone's working for different networks, but in in theory, you stick a better play-by-play guy in there, you put Greg Olson, and then you put a third person in the booth. I would have loved a third voice up there. Um, just another personality in the mix, I think, would have been interesting and, and made for a better broadcast because, yeah, not having Buck in there, not having Al Michaels. I would have uh, loved Kirk Herbstreet. Like, I think Kirk Herbstreet did a great job oh, this year. See, that's the, if they did Greg Olson, Kirk Herbstreet, and then, like, Joe Buck, and again, I know, I know they can't do this, right. but it's like if they did something like that or Al Michaels or one of those guys, it's like it just would have made such a difference because – Burkhart is is good, but he's robotic. He's boring. I want Gus Johnson. That's all uh, I Olsen, want. I want Gus Johnson to say, "Well, he's yeah, going if they put Gus the in there, it would be a wrap." Yeah, there's going to be a Gus Johnson uh, documentary coming out, Ooh. which I'm excited for because yeah, Gus is my guy. I mean, Gus is why I got into broadcasting in general when I started. So it was literally yeah, because of yeah. Gus Johnson. So, uh, but yeah, that my grade. So broadcast wise, I mean, I definitely give like a C, C minus sort of situation there because it was not. It was just I, I did like Olson. But Burkhart just gives you really no personality at all. Yeah, I mean, I go with C plus. I mean, they're they're a good broadcasting team, but they're a good broadcasting team for yeah. week sixteen important right, impo- right. important game. Like they're not super yeah. Super Bowl quality. Like, and yes, you see, they're they're yeah division division championship game, like game like team like that's fine. Or like, hey, maybe you want to give them a conference championship game, sure. But Super Bowl, it did not have the Super Bowl feel. I, I have a feeling all. that what they should do is just say, screw it, they should have a three-network deal and have NBC, Fox, and CBS all broadcast the Super Bowl, and they all just split the dividends. I mean, now, obviously, that may yeah. not work because everyone's competitive, but if you think about it that right. way... they'll never do it, but that would be awesome. <laughs> you think, you think about it that way, they can sit there and they can have, say, hey, we're going to put, you know, uh, this year we're going to have our number one team. This year, NBC is number one team. This year, CBS is number one team. And they're going to have those uh, reviews out there and whatnot of which you know teams did it better, what broadcast duos did it better, and so on and so forth. But it just, I mean, it wasn't like extravagant. I think that it was more of a, like I said, a week 16, you know, divisional game kind of broadcast team. It wasn't really a Super Bowl type quality, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like, I'm pretty sure next year is yeah Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I can um, do that because it's going to switch back to CBS. So we'll see. I mean that that could work, but again Romo's got to figure his stuff out because he has not been very good. Um, and uh, you, the other thing is it would be kind of cool if they did like a Manning cast for the Super Bowl. I will say like that would be kind of right, awesome right. to have have an alternative option there. But uh, all the that's the problem with all this network crap is like we can't do anything fun. Uh, we'll <laughs> skip over baseball talk. We'll skip over the final app, and we'll just hit up the trivia question of the week. I will actually be giving Mike a trivia question here. I'm pretty sure you haven't asked me this. I was wondering this earlier when I looked at this. It is a Washington Nationals question. Okay. Um, your question is, which player hit two grand slams in one game against the Milwaukee Brewers in 2009? Which player hit two grand slams in one game against the Brewers in 2009? I have a name. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to I'm, I'm, see. You always have that first answer in your head. Yeah. And then you're thinking yep. of who could combat that. Okay, my one question I would have to say would be: Sure, did they play outfield? 
They did play outfields. God, I want to get this right. Wasn't Bryce? I know. Th- I know that because Bryce wasn't there at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand nine. All right. My answer. Okay. It was the hammer, Josh Willingham. Let's see if if you're correct or not. Let's stop the music. Your answer. Your final answer is Josh Willingham. Oh, and my board has. Oh, here we go. That is correct. <laughs> That's not that exciting. That is correct. Josh Willingham hit two Grand Slams in a game against the Brewers. <laughs> First Grand Slam was hit against Jeff Supon, and the second against Mark DeFelice. He became the 13th player at the time in MLB history to accomplish that feat. I don't know how many players have been added to that list at this point because, like, that's a tough thing to do. Two grand slams in a game. You do that, you're give you give them the weekend off at that point. Right, it's like, hey, right. man, like you – I mean, I, we've had players hit multiple home runs in games and all that sort of stuff. Like, Rendon had, like, a 10 RBI game or something crazy. I mean, like, it's it's nuts when guys go off like that. Josh Willingham. Yeah, I, I had – He went ham. That he day. was my number one answer. The only problem was is I was thinking, I was like, man, could Adam Dunn be the guy that did it or something like that? I was just trying to think of who, like you said, who could be. Dunn was always a possibility there for sure. He was on the short list. Um, but no, that uh, Willingham. Because Willingham was, like, unassumingly, Willingham was a very underrated player for the Nats. Like, he was solid. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't the best glove in the outfield, but he had a great bat. And, like, he was a quiet kind of leader in the clubhouse. And, like, he got the job done. So it liked him yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, uh, he, he wasn't. Yeah, like you said, he wasn't something special, but. Overall, right, right, you know, right. he gave us a few good years because obviously we were rebuilding the entire team because we moved to Washington. I mean, overall, I think that you know, it's it's just one of those guys that he everyone liked him, but he wasn't this guy mm-hmm. that you're going to rush out to get his jersey. No, not a lot of Willingham jerseys <laughs> at the ballpark, I will say. As we hit up the money line sponsored by friends at DraftKings or picks of the week. With NFL being done now, we got to get a little creative yeah, here right. uh, with our picks. So I'm going to go the soccer route. My lock is, and I believe both, uh, well, one of these games is tomorrow, the other is Wednesday. But the Wednesday game is Arsenal over Man City. I'm taking Arsenal plus 190 uh, for the win there. Uh, and then my dog, my Sunderland boys play QPR tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I'm taking Sunderland plus 200 at home against Queens Park Rangers. The, w- the way the Sunderland season has gone, and I know nobody cares about this whatsoever, is basically they'll have a really bad game, and then they'll play great the next right. game. They had a bad game this uh, this past game. They're going to be great tomorrow against QPR, and I like the plus 200 odds there as well. So I'm definitely putting some money on Sunderland. So I don't really know too much about Sunderland unless – whatever you say through text message. Uh, so I'm not going to take them. All right. I'll, I'll trust you, but I'm not going to yeah. take them. Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to, but, but Arsenal, Arsenal over That's Man City like is that. fine there as well. So obviously, like you said, it's becoming the scarce part of the year. I guess you could say, even though we are trying to figure out the whole entire XFL situation, uh, we would like to see the odds for the XFL. I haven't seen them come out yet. Uh, but I am going to the DC Defenders game on Sunday night okay, against okay. the Seattle Dragons. Um, so uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, my <laughs> <It> <laughs> sure. 
Uh, my lock, Justin Thomas, minus 150 to get in the top 20 of the Genesis okay. Invitational. Uh, had JT winning this week. He came out uh, pretty slow out of the gate. Shot even the first day. Um, and then... Uh, I thought Scotty Scheffler was going to take it this weekend. And then he... Yeah. Did not, it did not go so I well mean, for the chef. It's man. just... I thought JT was going to probably come out and do what JT does, but that's what he did pretty much in the second, third, and fourth round where he, he would make a stretch of three birdies in a row, and then all of a sudden he would you know slow down and get a bogey or something like that uh, right. and just you know, lose the streak. But he's the type of guy that can do that. And at minus 150, I mean, one-to-one pretty much odds here almost, you can pretty much easily, I think, notch in JT. Uh, to get into the top 20. And then my dog, I'm going with Tiger. I'm going with Tiger top 20. Got to. Plus, That's your boy. Plus 450 to make the top oh, 20 oh, oh. at a event that he's played a million of times at Riviera. So I think, honestly, if Tiger top 20, I might need to throw 10, 20 bucks on this just to get a little uh, action the skinny because, yes, he hasn't played in forever. But when you're looking at it, the guy is Tiger Woods. Okay, he says he feels great to come back. Who knows what shape he's going to be in? But you have to admit, yes, he hasn't played in like maybe a year since the Open last since 2021 year. 2021 British Open. Yeah, so the first official event. I just yeah. think that when you're looking at it, yes, he you know a few months ago, whatever, he wasn't doing so hot with his uh, lower legs, lower half, I guess you could say. Um, but the biggest thing about it is that's some juicy numbers right there. Plus four fifty to make the top twenty. He doesn't have to win the thing. He doesn't even have to be in the running on Sunday. He, he's been playing there since he was sixteen. Yeah. So he know he knows. I mean, it's crazy. Team. He's been playing there forever. A, a smaller bet, by the way, is just to make the cut is plus one fifty eight. Yeah. For for Tiger there, so it's like uh, it's minus two hundred five to miss the cut and plus one fifty eight to make the cut. So it's like if you don't want to go all in for the top twenty, the plus four fifty. Throw a little money on plus one fifty eight for Tiger to at least make. Tiger the cut. does I mean, not go out there if he knows he doesn't have a chance to make the cut. Right, he's that's a big he's thing. not going to go yeah. out there and do that thing. I did the exact same yeah, thing. I like that. that. I go out there and I bet on make miss cuts when I actually know something. Now I could go out there and do the, but I I still think he might get top twenty. But it's just like two years ago when Bryson DeChambeau was like, oh, the the Augusta is a is a par sixty seven for me or whatever, and I went out there <laughs> and I told I told everyone. Bet your mortgage on him missing the cut. He went out there and sucked. He's so there you go. Tiger Woods plus four fifty. Tiger Woods. Top twenty, baby. Let's do it. Tiger right, Tigre. Let's, let's ride it. See if you uh, see if you can hit this this weekend. Uh, again, the money line picks. No more football. So uh, <laughs> until the XFL and USFL and all that other stuff starts up, yep. we'll be putting some bets on that probably. Uh, that just about does it tonight. I mean, I know. Everything was Super Bowl heavy, but we're going to get into some Nats talk as uh, probably next week because, as we talked about, the spring training game uh, kickoff on the 26th. Uh, so we'll be getting into kind of what the roster looks like heading into this upcoming season as well as still keeping an eye on the Wiz kids who are still in the playoff yeah. hunt and the Caps, of course, in the wild card hunt. So there's some there's some playoff uh, hockey and, and maybe basketball to be played here within the next few months. So we're excited for that. Uh, be sure to stay tuned with the show at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone 16 and TikTok, DC, the DC Crossover podcasts on the top. Go Defenders. Uh, yes. Yeah, go Defenders and... Even though football season is over, we're still going to honor our friend, our comrade, 
John Z, as he'll sing us out on this episode. Doesn't matter if Matt Nagy's not the coach anymore. We're gonna we're gonna let uh, John Z sing us out. This has been another episode of the DC crossover. Turn it up, Big John. Yeah, he'll be hurting stars.